Hello there, and welcome back to the Purpose Map podcast. This is Casey Berglund, your host and the founder of Worthy and Well. Before we get into today's episode, I'd love to let you know about a program that we offer at Worthy and Well called Your Next Level Success 30-Day Intensive. This is for you if you've navigated a big life change, maybe that's a divorce or a breakup, a health issue, burnout from a corporate career, perhaps you've had a child and you've gone through some processing of that big experience, and maybe that has had you questioning who you really are and what you're really here to do. If you're looking at those questions and you're wanting to make a career move that is more in alignment with your truth and your authenticity, your next level success 30-day intensive might be for you. It's a turbo group coaching experience for the smart, ambitious, and spiritually curious human who is ready to expand in alignment. Feel free to check out this program at letyourbodylead.com forward slash work dash with dash us. And you can look at step one. Your next level success 30 day intensive is beginning soon. All right. Today's guest is one of my very special friends, Hannah Powley. She is a holistic personal trainer out of Calgary, Alberta, and also has many other tools in her toolkit. She's a body worker and energy healer and an overall incredible human. In this episode, we dig into the importance of integration and pausing, especially when there are shakeups in the world or in your life it's really important to come back to center and have practices and maybe even strength training practices to support you with that process so that you can build your life and your health and wellness practices and your career and all elements of what's important to you in alignment with who you really are. Without further ado, I'd love to invite you into our conversation. Cards. Please share with Hannah and I a message that will help to anchor our conversation in highest alignment with what the listener needs right now and Mm. can receive the rattle. Haven't seen that one in a while. Me neither. What does it make you think or feel or know? Well, the first thing that sticks out is like the shaking, but I feel like there's shaking happening everywhere Mm -hmm. right now, shaking things up to be changed, shifted. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that comes to me. And the feathers. Yeah. The feathers stick out. I've like really been feeling air, like the element of air today since I woke up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the shaking feels purposeful. Like this card, the rattle feels like a tool for a higher purpose, like the purpose of disruption or destruction or shaking up or change Mm -hmm. that it can be hard to see the purpose of it in the moment. And there's always a higher purpose in anything disruptive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the need of integration, like the symbolism that I was talking about last night, and you just mentioned of the pendulum swinging, 
like the shaking and the pendulum swinging and then the need for grounding and integration Mm -hmm. coming back to center the essence the rattle is the spirit caller carrying the shaman's prayer to the four directions the body of the rattle is like the earth spinning on its axis With the aid of the rattle, the medicine woman instills a desired destiny in her future. Closing with the prayer, great spirit, may your will be done. The rattle guides us to pray for all the earth, not just for our personal needs. When we offer our prayers for the highest good of all, everything we need is provided for us. The invitation. The rattle comes to invite you to work with the tools of spirit. But be careful, they are very sharp and can hurt you and others if they are not used mindfully. Set your old tools down and take up the drawing instruments of spirit. You are consciously stepping into partnership with the divine. This is the time for courageous deeds. Do not let your hesitation get in the way of your expression. Mm. That feels like a good place to start. Hannah. It does. What does that reading call up and forth in you today? Hmm. I love the visual of the earth spinning and spinning on its axis. Like so many, so many symbolic themes that are like synchronistic to what we've been talking about. The shaking up, the spinning the need for like pause and integration. That's a theme that's been coming up in all of my clients this week and in my friend conversations. And I I love the like symbol of the world, like the collective, what we're feeling right now. And yeah, just like, I just envision like the shaking and the spinning, spinning and the, the coming back, the coming back, the coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What stood out to me in the reading of that card was the piece about the tools that are required now are spiritual tools. And I think that that connects with what you're sharing about the need for pause and integration, especially when there have been a lot of moments of shakeup. Mm-hmm. And for context, at the time that this is recorded, there is a, a big conflict in the Israeli-Palestinian communities, which obviously impacts the world. And there's, it seems to me that there's always something that could create shaking up or separation or conflict. And I receive from this card the need in these moments, especially to have a capacity to find center and find spirit and find a trust in something greater. And I think that when you speak of integration or the importance of a pause, in many ways, I feel like that's what we can do in these moments when we feel like we can't do much. It's like you can come back to yourself and you can align your energy and you can uh, emit a frequency of peace and love and connection. And this card, the reading also spoke about prayer 
which I think we sometimes forget the power of like setting intentions or prayer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of taking that from this card, the rattle card from the mystical shaman Oracle guidebook today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So much of that resonates specifically like the, I think a key piece is like, and just some of my own process during this time is giving myself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Giving myself permission to come back to alignment, come back to center and the knowing that like, when I do that, I am actually creating a ripple. I am actually creating impact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I'm curious in your world of being many things, a personal trainer, a healer, a guide, a mentor. I don't even know what labels you prefer right now. So feel free to share, but I'm curious what you're seeing in terms of patterns and themes with your clients as it relates to their pathway toward this space of needing integration or needing centering. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you noticing in your work about what you're people are experiencing right now and and what you're finding you're most called to provide for them Mm -hmm. Mm. so many ways we could go let's see where we want to start where do you want to start what I'm feeling right now is typically what I'm seeing in I mostly, I'm, I work with men too, but I would say I mostly work with women at this time. And what I, what I'm seeing in men and women, and I'm going to specifically kind of favor women just because of the nature of how many women I work with, but seeing the need for, hmm, thinking about sort of like the the fitness industry, which is the industry I find myself in, in sort of in my own little like pocket over here, but I, an industry that I am in, I see the moving away from the old paradigms of like diet culture and gaslighting ourselves and making ourselves smaller and just sort of like that messaging that we've received for a very long time around fitness and movement and specifically strength training and nutrition, seeing that shift away from that paradigm that has created sort of like a major swing over into not, not moving our bodies, neglecting the care that our bodies are are desiring and that we know that our body needs is sort of like a rejection of this old paradigm and the need to bring back in in a different way that like sort of divine supportive grounded masculine energy within us that says hey when you do what you say you're gonna do you feel good within yourself and a lot of people are desiring in my world are desiring a person that's in their corner that can give them that accountability and that grounded like coming back to center with the 
you know, the nurturing, loving energy that has like compassion and understanding. And I think that's really kind of summarizes what I'm seeing right now, whether it's in strength training, whether it's in body work, whether it's in energetic boundaries, whether it's in relationship to self and others, that's sort of like the overarching theme I see right now in the work I do. Mm. Yeah, I really resonate with that. And I can see the parallels in the nutrition world. You know, we connected over having this history in both you fitness nutrition for me. And obviously there's some overlap there because both of us are integrated practitioners. And of course I'm no longer a dietitian, but when I was, there was, yeah, a big push away from diets and diet culture toward intuitive eating and more like body attuned ways of accessing nutrition. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, is the, I think the true desire for both of us, for you and I has been to support people with an integrated way of being that keeps the self and the spirit and body wisdom at the center. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I mean, I think because it's natural to swing from one extreme to another, how that is often perceived in people is, you know, when I was teaching intuitive eating, folks would perceive that as like, oh, now I get to eat whatever I want. I'm going to go to McDonald's and have dessert every day and whatever. Mm -hmm. And just to validate that perspective, of course, that is the natural um, outcome if you've been restricting for such a long period of time. But in the nutrition world, I think similar to the pattern you're seeing in the fitness world, I'm noticing a an integration of we get to have body wisdom and compassion and to choose food for pleasure and to recognize how important quality of food is in our energy and our being and nourishing our spirit and nourishing our purpose in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's definitely the case. And in my world now, which is more around coaching, especially business owners navigating change, I find if someone's been in hustle culture, let's say that's the same as diet culture or the like Mm -hmm. weight loss, fitness culture in hustle culture, if someone has worked themselves to the point of burnout, they probably do need months and months and months of sleeping all the time in order to recover. They probably do need to swing the pendulum to the other side. And then what I'm doing in my work now is helping people to realign in an integrated way Mm -hmm. with the work that they're here to do in the world where they're not sacrificing their bodies or their mental health, or they're kind of keeping things into this integrated fashion. And so What I love about you, Hannah, and I think where we kind of like meet each other is in our appreciation of like being integrated humans, you know, Mm -hmm. being soft, caring, nurturing women who also like don't fuck with us, (laughs) you know, like it's healthy to also have boundaries and to keep your word and to show up when you say you're going to show up and to get into the gym and lift heavy ass weights because our purpose requires it. And on that note, I'd love for you to talk more about like, I feel like you have a really unique philosophy and perspective around fitness and strength training that is empowering. Like I've always appreciated how it feels like for you 
and for the people that you connect with. There's this wisdom that strength training isn't that old paradigm of making yourself smaller and weight loss, but it's like training for being strong in your life, training for, you know, being a, an expansive, joyful person in the world. So I'm curious if you could share more about the power of strength training beyond fitness. Hmm. First of all, thank you. If you could just like record that so I can, oh no, we are recording it. Or if you could just call me every morning and just (laughs) say that to me on my way to the gym, that would be like the best. I'm happy to start my day. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it's funny. Like when I hear that from others, friends, clients, whoever, like that people see that I have sort of like a different perspective. I know I have a different perspective that is not common within this space. And then I also sort of feel like, well, no, this is just how it's always been. And so I think like I I recall when I've been a personal trainer now for almost 11 years, it's, I've always done it. It was the first thing I did after I finished my kinesiology degree. And I remember being a personal trainer at 18 years old and, you know, not really knowing much about life or relationships or, you know, the bigger picture other than the sort of like frameworks I had studied and the research. I even then remember, I recall feeling curious about the root of what is under people's struggles when it comes to fitness, when it comes to like, you know, showing up to the gym, when it comes to following through on behaviors that they know will make them feel good, that will nourish their body. When it comes to like sleeping more and resting more, like I remember always having this curiosity around like, Hmm, what's really there? Like what's under that? And I, and then I didn't have the language of course, like I do now, but I recall from the very beginning sort of like seeing, hmm, like this could be different. This could be different. And finding myself very, you know, I fell into like the corporate fitness space, which was, I learned so much and I have such gratitude for that space. I, I went into the corporate fitness space and then I tried like powerlifting and I tried like getting really like invested in certain specific frameworks. And I think the way that I'd, I'd like to see the perspective on weightlifting shift is, you know, looking at the person in front of you as a whole person mm-hmm. instead of a framework. You know, from from the early days of being a personal trainer, I recall like, having my client warm up on the bike and having a little check-in, like a little readiness check-in. Like, so how'd you sleep last night? What did you do this weekend? Where are you at today? How are you feeling in your body? Like I remember from so early asking those questions and realizing now with what I know now that that was sort of like, that wasn't normal. Mm -hmm. And so I think weightlifting can really be approached with this like holistic integrated lens And I think too, what's kind of been lost is the idea that weightlifting needs to be done to like achieve a specific goal versus like an integrated part of our life. Like I think Mm. we 
you've heard me say before to you the term if you have a body you're an athlete Mm -hmm. if you if you have a physical vessel that you reside in which if you're a human being you do you are an athlete you your body is made to perform like amazing powerful movements if we even think about like running to catch a cab that there's a lot of demand on our bodies or if we think about playing let's say playing pickleball because pickleball seems to be a hot topic right now pickleball like to lunge even in pickleball where you're not running that fast to lunge and to land on one leg there's a lot of demand on the body and forced production that we need to be prepared for and so I think what's been forgotten within this like narrative around fitness is I need to train so that I can look like this. I need, I need to train so that I can achieve this. I need to train so that I can do this. And while that may be true and that's exciting to work toward, I think there's a really big demographic of people that sort of like don't really fit into those categories. And they're like, okay, so why would I do this? And so I really just like to remind people, you know, you don't have to be training for a competition to be an athlete. You can be an athlete of life. And there's so many beautiful, like symbolic sort of like domino effects from coming into the gym and feeling strong and empowered that ripple out into the rest of your life. Like I go to the, I work out because I want to perform highly in the rest of my life. Like I want to have energy. I want to feel big in my energy. I want to take up space. And so I like when I do a medicine ball slam and I bring it over my head, I imagine myself like taking up space. And I will often give those cues to my clients just as a reminder of like, you know, that that side of the spirit. It's like you're here to be big. You're not here to be Mm -hmm. small. And I think we we've been fed definitely the narrative of like going into the gym to be sport small. And so that's really kind of how I see it. Yeah. I love that. My thing that's kind of connected to, you know, the way that you use a medicine ball to be big Mm -hmm. is every time that I'm in front of a squat rack, like a barbell of any sort, really, I'll put my hands on my body, like one hand on my belly, one hand on my chest. I'll close my eyes. I'll take three deep breaths and I'll be like, use me, move me, make me a force. And then I squat. And it's like, that's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm being used and moved and, and becoming more of a force with each mm-hmm. squat. Mm-hmm. It's like moment to moment, present moment awareness. And it's the pathway and the journey that is part of that. It's like the ritual for life. And I just think that if, if strength training or fitness practices in general were used in that way, like how much more of an ROI could we receive from that practice? Like you're going to get a physical benefit. You're going to receive, receive a strength benefit. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way or build a certain level of strength, but the mind, body, spirit is one whole being and like especially for women like us mm-hmm. it's like we're here for more mm-hmm. so much more and like what a gift to the world that you share a narrative of like being bigger when there's a lot of narratives around becoming smaller 
though I do think that's shifting and maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I'm also in a bubble bubble, you know, when you like kind of elevate your own consciousness and awareness, you start to like be met in that space more and more. I feel like I no longer have people in my world who are still dieting. Like, do you probably because you're in the industry more, but yeah, I would say it's a little, yeah, I would say it's probably a little more likely for me. However, what you said is also true for me too. Very rarely do I, very rarely do I attract a client that wants me to create a meal plan for them. Like typically it's, I've done this and I've tried this and I've tried this and I'm ready to like, I'm feeling frustrated and I'm kind of ready to just like focus on what matters. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, you know, the, the diet culture might be a part of it. There might be some like deprogramming to do there potentially. Which you're going to do with your mind psychically while they're lifting weights because of your special gifts. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) When you were, when you said earlier, Hannah, when you were like, I realized it wasn't quite normal to be like checking in with my, like that. Not everybody in the fitness industry does that. It wasn't quite normal inside of my own head. I was like, yeah, Hannah, you're not normal. You alien. Like, of course that's not normal. (laughs) Why wouldn't that be the norm? But also like no wonder, you know, Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. It's funny to look back on and it's fun to look back on. One thing I wanted to add too is I'm all for like, I want to look good naked. Yeah. I love to look good naked. I love to feel good in my body. I love to feel like strong. I love to feel muscles. Like I love to feel the definition of my muscles. I love to feel like my body is not inflamed. I love to feel like connected to my body in that way. And uh, something I just want to really say is like, that is okay to have that goal. And I also think that when we come into strength training with intention of like connecting to ourselves and our truth and who we really are, we don't even have to think about those things. Those things just happen. They just happen. They just happen. They just happen because we're so centered in that focus of like, I'm here today because of who I want to be. I'm here today because I want to be my true self. I'm here today because I want to be big. And those sort of like performance-based, achievement-based goals will naturally fall into place. And we also get to just like exhale a little bit and take that weight off our shoulders because Mm -hmm. when we're tuned in to center, when we're tuned into why we're here into intention of why we're doing what we're doing, the weight of those things sort of decreases and we get to like Mm -hmm. exhale a bit. Totally. Yeah. So true. I'm thinking about how in my work, there's often a trigger point. There's something happens in order for someone to seek out support for a transformational journey. Like with the folks that I tend to attract into the Worthy and Well community or just like one-on-one clients that I coach, usually there is an event that either has happened gradually over time or very suddenly in an instant. An event like someone gets divorced, they lose their job, a family member dies, 
something. There's a spiritual awakening. There's something that creates almost like a crack in consciousness for them to start asking deeper questions like, who am I? And what am I really here for now? And is my work aligned with me? Or is it time for me to move into something else? Like there's something that triggers the desire for change. And I'm curious what you notice is the trigger for people who want to build strength in a different way, in the way that you facilitate in this integrative, holistic way? Why do people come to you specifically? And what's happening in their lives before they do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. We always joke in our friendship about the parallels between us and our lives. Like, Mm -hmm. I would say that my answer would be pretty on par with what you just described, with maybe like a slightly different essence to it I would say primarily right now it's I've gone through I as in you know my client I've gone through really big change like a chain a big relationship change I've moved I've changed career I've decided that life than what I thought there was and so right now I would say that I would say the trigger is both sort of coming out of the tail end of those life changes and that like deep healing space like you mentioned Mm -hmm. and coming into it's kind of like a death and a rebirth it's like okay okay I think I now okay now I have the energy where I can you know maybe it's like recovery from burnout I I think I have enough life force where I can start to think about like re-implementing some of these things and there's no way I want to go back there and do it that way that I used to. And so how can I do this in a new way where I don't go back there and I honor like this new version of myself. Mm -hmm. And also I think a trigger too is someone who has been in that space of like diet culture, hustle culture, and their body has their body has spoken to them in whispers and then screams in mysterious ways through like inflammation through neurological issues through chronic pain that doesn't have like a physical origin it just Mm -hmm. sort of like crept up and so I think another trigger for for my clients is the body has been speaking to them in ways that tell them like this something needs to change. Yeah, our clients are really very similar and experiencing very similar psychology. Like what you just said is like, yep, they're not in the depths of their trauma. They're not at the very start of their healing journey. If you're listening to this and something has just happened in your life that has shaken up everything, probably you need some rest. Probably you need to do like your own digging, like listening to podcasts or some DIY things or just like looking at the foundations of life. There's like this recovery phase. And I feel like each of our clients come to each of us when they're ready to build for you, build strength and power that supports their life and being big in the world. For me, building strength and power that supports their life for like entering into a new career or starting a business often. And it's amazing how there's overlap there. 
Like I know a lot of my clients who simultaneous with looking at like new ways of working have actually come into empowerment through strength training that's supported that building in another area of life. And I guess this is the integrated nature of being a human, you know, and being in these transformational journeys, these death rebirth cycles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess I want to remind listeners too of, of the importance of that rest phase of that, Mm -hmm. like softness of slowing down and like coming into that like feminine nurturing space of just allowing yourself to maybe it's fall apart mm-hmm. or maybe it's rest. There's, there's real importance in that space and it's not to be rushed. And I'm really honest about that with my clients too, you know, like, you know, it sounds like maybe you need a few more months. Mm-hmm. I was just going to add, like, it takes what it takes. I want to double click on this. I'm thinking of my, my brother messaged me the other day and he was like, I'm just like trying to figure out the line between self-compassion and self-discipline. Or in other words, the line between like, in his perception, like going easy on myself and pushing myself for change. And my response to him was, I don't think this is a matter of self-compassion and self-discipline. I think it's a matter of self-trust because those things are only in tension with one another when you're not trusting yourself and the exact process you're in, in the moment. And I think when it comes to rest, sometimes your body requires and is asking for more rest than your mind is comfortable with. And then we like think we should push through or start strength training right away or start to look for that new career immediately after we quit our job from about a burnout. When really the part of that healing is developing a connection with the self in the moment and building a level of trust with the body that the body like really, really does know. I promise you, if you're in a state of rest right now and you're kind of like, oh, I should be further ahead or I should be able to get more done or I should have more energy or I should feel stronger or I should be looking for a new job that like, I promise you, that there will be with patience, a natural urge from your soul to move again, because the body's built to move and your soul is built to expand. I love what you said at the beginning, like you're not meant to be small. You're meant to be big. It immediately brought me back to India, to my like teacher, Yogi Vishpaketu in India, who, and this is part of my Ted talk too, where he says like your true nature is expansion. And he says, you are not tiny. Your true nature is infinite. So I just invite you listener to like trust the truth of how the soul and the body is like you're built to expand and grow and move. And if you're not feeling that, or you're shooting yourself into doing it, there's going to be a tension inside of yourself. And like, what would happen if you trusted that one more hour of sleep or one more day of rest or one more year of focusing on yourself, if that was okay. And I use those, those timeframes as examples, but it could be like, some people are in like 10 year cycles. Like 
I'm just thinking about being single for as long as I've been single. And it's like, I've always trusted like the right person is coming my way and they, I get tested, right? Like, God, why hasn't it happened yet? Why haven't I achieved this goal yet? And then it's just like, just live your life and be in the moment. And then life happens. The, the things unfold. So I like, think it's really important that you, you, I guess, like stressed that importance of the phase of rest. Like you don't have to rush into building. You don't have to rush into working with Hannah or working with me to like find your next stage. And we'll be here when you're ready for it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think something that comes to mind too is, first of all, with the shoulds, like I always like to inquire with my clients, like according to who, like who is the should according to? And I think that's something important to come back to. Where is the should coming from? Like Mm -hmm. whose voice is that? Is it me? Is it someone else? Is Like what version of me? If it's me, if it's someone else, is that really in alignment with like who I want to be? Just being curious about the shoulds I think is important. And I also think another piece, and neither is good or bad. These are all just like places on the spectrum. But I think another piece too is being able to sense when the body is asking for more, but the mind is telling us no, like the body doesn't need more, like we need rest. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like, there's like a flip side to it too. So, Mm -hmm. and really, I think that just comes, the ability to like discern comes with time and moving through when we can really move through the space of like maybe the depths of the darkness or like the depths of the burnout. Mm -hmm. When we are able to really go through that space, then we can come out of the other side with knowing if the should is like coming from the essence of our truth. Mm. I would add to that embodiment is key to the discernment. Mm -hmm. You know, I was speaking with someone just this morning who basically was like, I don't know if it's me or not me. Like, I don't know if it's a should or if it's my truth. And, and even as I do that, I'm just noticing in my body, my shoulders come up towards my ears and I'm not like dropped in. And I think part of what we share as a purpose on this planet, Hannah, is you and I both give a shit to bring people into connection with their bodies and into the connection with body consciousness. Like There is a consciousness, a wisdom that's communicated from your soma, from your body, from this like vessel that you're in. And of course it's connected to the mind. So technically it's a body mind or a mind body. And we're so taught to like shut off the wisdom of the body. So I find that the discernment really comes, yes, through exactly what you said, like working through that process. And there is wisdom that comes when you can like learn how to breathe in that learn what it feels like as your body expands when you inhale and contracts as you exhale learn what sensations are happening you know like is my chest feeling like there's an elephant sitting on it do I have a tingle in my pinky finger an ache in my low back like that is such a gateway into 
the deeper wisdom of the body is just like noticing very kind of like general sensation and actually paying attention to it and honoring it as if it is a guide that is helping with that discernment of, is this a should, or is this truth? In my experience, like having some sort of mind body connection has been the only way to discern. Because if I don't have the body on board, then I'm like disconnected from the whole, from my truth. I'm disconnected from my whole being. And it's more likely that there are just shoulds spinning around in a heady, like story building space in my mind. Yeah, I think that's such a key piece to note. Like the top-down approach isn't going to fly, you know, in this scenario, the bottoms up, like coming into the body, what feels right, what feels true, which likely is a little bit different than maybe what we were taught. And I, I love having an embodiment practice. I love it so much. It's so Mm. fun and juicy and like, it doesn't take that much. And this is like another thing that I really want to like embody and show through my own action is like it doesn't need to be fancy and it doesn't need to be glamorous and you know in a world of like social media and comparison it like it literally can just look like you in your coziest sweatpants with a cup (laughs) of tea just like coming back to yourself and it I think that's an important thing too, is that like, it can look, it can look so simple and so messy if it needs Mm -hmm. to and giving ourselves the grace for that. Mm -hmm. What's a simple practice that you do regularly to connect you with yourself and your body and your truth? I would say my go-to is, just a good old physiological sigh, like a mm. two, like a two part inhale into my belly with a sigh. Uh, and doing mm. that maybe like five or six cycles where I just really physiological sigh is one of the most powerful ways to really drop right down. And mm. that can be done anywhere. You know, like sometimes I'll do that in the car before I go into the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do it after a, f- a challenging phone call or I'll do it when I'm just feeling like a little bit off and it, it can be done anywhere. And we have such power in our breath, such power in our breath and our breath costs nothing and it's always there. Mm. Yeah. And like, that's such a good example of like an evidence-based, evidence-informed tool, the physiological side. And then like, there's so many other very simple, easy breathing techniques that if you wanted to, you could go down a rabbit hole of learning that and learning sort of what different techniques create different outcomes in your body or create different energy. And speaking of energy, before we close this conversation, I want to make sure that we talk about energy. I want to make sure that we talk about the fact that 
you know, one of the other parallels that we've discovered as we've become friends is how our paths have started in like a physical way with me through like food and nutrition and you with fitness. And then throughout our own personal transformational journeys, we've also discovered, not discovered, I would say probably for me, it's reclaimed, remembered these other intuitive, energetic gifts. And Hannah, you're one of the most intuitive people I know. I have been like tapping into my own intuitive gifts over the years as well. And so I am just curious for you to talk more about how, what's next after fitness or what could be next or how has it been in your journey, starting with like the physical body and then connecting with sensing energy, having intuition, accessing psychic ability, which I'm going to fully like own as, as something that's possible for almost everyone you know, Mm -hmm. but what's been your experience of like entering into energetic or spiritual realms and how do you use those gifts to support people in more holistic, integrative ways as well? Yeah. First of all, what I want to say is that we all have the ability and the capacity to be intuitive and connect to our own intuition and intuitively sense things and know other people's truths and a really great example of that is just empathy you know like Mm -hmm. I recall from a very young age being very sensitive to like when someone walked in a room even if there was just a little shift in their facial expression feeling exactly what they were feeling and I like to give that example because it's such a broad one that I think anyone can connect with and I think for me it's not necessarily something I like chose (laughs) per se it just sort of started to happen and the the speed at which it happened the my connection to intuition and psychic ability as you say happened very fast which required me to get support around that Mm -hmm. like understanding how to have boundaries and not feel like I'm going crazy half of Mm -hmm. the time and not feel like I'm floating up here and like stay in my body. And so that was sort of my own journey. And through receiving that support and through lots and lots of practice, understanding how this can really like intuition and channeling and sensing and having these extra gifts doesn't have to we don't have to completely burn everything down in our world. We can integrate it into the world that we already like reside in if we want to. And although I did kind of burn everything down, I took a very big break from fitness, which we can maybe get into that on another podcast, but realizing that they don't, it doesn't have to be one on the other. They can exist together. And very often, like I will tell my clients hey, I'm thinking today we need to do a little bit of this. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, how did you know? And I'll say to my clients, like, yeah, as I was, you know, having my coffee this morning, I was just connecting to your energy and I was really feeling like we need to focus on your backline more today. How does that sound? And, you know, mostly it hits and 
giving myself wiggle room within my practice of like personal training and, you know, body work, energy work, whatever it is to like shift and change that like feminine flow is just a way that I've kind of integrated like that intuitive space into the work that I already do. Mm. Yeah. I love Mm. that. Again, so many parallels. Like for me, it's like, there's the, the practicalities of like business strategy and then healing and intuition and sensing and like you and I both have like so many multifaceted tools in our toolkit and like what a gift for each of our clients to be able to pull the right tool out for the right moment. And sometimes that's a more energetic or spiritual tool. And sometimes it's a more physical grounded tool. And I feel like there's a, we're like circling back to where we began with the card we pulled the rattle that was really about like, or at least brought out in us this concept of needing to integrate, needing to pause and come back to center. Yeah, I feel like being able to have integrated gifts, which if you're listening to this, you have integrated gifts. I know you do because like energy attracts like energy. If you're listening to this, you're someone who likely has some sort of professional training. You've probably gone to school to study something that's really like practical and useful in the world. And maybe like Hannah and I, you've been awakened either by choice or likely not to these other gifts. These like, why do I know that thing about this person? Or like, what is happening in my body? Why am I, why am I brilliant on my calls or with my clients? And then I'm exhausted. What is happening here? Like, likely if you're listening, you're someone who is expanding beyond what you were taught and maybe even wondering how do you be this person that you really are, that is more integrated is more like holistic. And at least for the the ones that I work with, often there's a translation of that in your work. Like, how do you pull in this spiritual side of you to this like longstanding training that you've had? So I love that you use that example, Hannah, because I feel like that resonates with people who listen to this podcast because we're like, multi-dimensional beings wanting to be authentic, wanting to be ourselves, wanting to be who we are and live out our purpose on the planet, which I think is a great gift to ourselves and then the people we come in contact with. I think it's important to note too that like you and I are still rooted in those like sort of foundational frameworks and practices and like research and science that we learned Mm -hmm. and I'm not using, I'm not out here using any sort of like mind blowingly different exercise regime. It's I'm showing up as who I am and acknowledging those like gifts that I've kind of gone around and gathered and owning them. And in a way that allows others to be like, okay, that's not weird. And I think if you're thinking about where do I go? Where do I go? I think it's important to just come back to like, be you, you know, there's the space for everyone in every industry and it's what makes you different is to be you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Where can people access you for personal training for the other body or energy work that you do? What would you like to share about how someone could further connect with you and or receive your guidance and wisdom 
I would say I'm the most active on Instagram. You can find me there at Lift with Hannah. And maybe just like send me a little message about what resonated with you and we can have a chat. I right now primarily I am accepting clients for in-person training and online training that you can do anywhere in the world. And if you're in the local area in Calgary, I teach Reiki workshops. So if you're interested in getting certified in Reiki, I do that. And then also body work. So just send me a message. And that's probably the best thing to do Mm. is to just send me a message. And I'm just going to share that both as your friend and then also as a client, I have received personal training. I've received online training, like I'm currently in Saskatchewan, you're in Alberta, Hannah, and I am doing my lift with Hannah workouts at the gym, and it feels so good. I've had your hands on me for fascial stretch therapy or the body work where Hannah like physically stretches you with an understanding of the fascia. So it's like so, so effective for moving energy and moving tissues around in your body. And then I've also experienced your intuitive wisdom and your energy healing and like all of it. So I can speak from experience to you who's listening that like Hannah's the fucking bomb. (laughs) And I, Hannah, I just think you're like the greatest gift to the world as it relates to like all of what we've just talked about, like helping people really in an accessible way, come back to themselves and the power of their being as authentic humans while like caring for the body and tapping into the body's wisdom in the process. So I'm like, so, so happy that you're alive and doing your work in the world in such an aligned way and that you're giving people the opportunity to connect with you and receive your gifts. Thank you. Thank you. Warm and fuzzy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just warm and fuzzy. And I can't wait to connect with whoever is wanting to connect. Bring it on, baby. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. I just love Hannah. She's one of my dearest friends. And I hope that you received some great wisdom from this conversation. It's time for you to integrate. First, I'd really love for you to reflect on what phase you're in on your transformational journey? And what are you needing in that phase? Are you in a space of rest and deep healing? Or are you ready to build more in alignment? What else are you taking away from this episode? We'd love to hear from you, both Hannah and I. The links are in the show notes for you to connect in with us. And until next time, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Take good care.